yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Welcome to episode 426 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. That's with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We have our guest on here today, the Sunday wrap-up. We have A.D. Drew bringing us for the Division II, particularly the SIHC. We have the members of the O's. That is B.J. Jones, Joshua Sims Seniors, excluding Erica. Uh, we're going to make sure that we get her a voice as well in terms of Team, we got BJ Jones on Tuesday with HBCU Weekly. We got Joshua Sims and his team with on Wednesday with HBCU Nightly. My first question of the day is going to go straight to Charles. Charles, who's on the ledge? Ooh, Doc. Oh, boy. It's week oh, one. Man. You said don't get on the ledge, but I think there's some I, folks on the ledge, so I just <laughs> thought we'd just get it out the way. Who's on the I ledge? Think, I think week one, we got some folks on the ledge. Uh, I got to start with the Southern fan base. Unfortunately, they jump out there on the ledge. Norfolk State, they out there on the ledge. Delaware State, their fan base out there on the ledge. And honorable mention, TCU, they out there on the ledge, too. <laughs> I agree with you. Shout out, Mike. Uh, Mississippi Valley State. He say they don't even get on the ledge. They all, they live there. <laughs> <laughs> they try to climb up to the said, ledge. Exactly. <laughs> with that being said, Mike, how you doing this morning? Uh, Doc, I'm doing just great. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm you know what? I gotta complete the ensemble here. It was a great you game. You see, last I got my night. new stuff. <laughs> it looked easy this morning. My, 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 cigars. I didn't get to do this for you last week, Charles. So here's the cigars to you last week, Mike. Cigars to you, Joshua. I see y'all beat up on your little brothers over there. I mean, beat them like you're supposed to. Division two, unfortunately, a couple of other MEAC and SWAC schools didn't get the message. Uh, with that said, so um, this is to you, 80 Drew. Uh, we'll wait till this afternoon. Charles, we'll wait till this afternoon to see if you get a second cigar. We'll get to talk about that a little later. BJ Jones, <laughs> I know you're from Alabama, but you played at Southern, so I'm not sure how fair to be on this, but you know, you know whether you get the cigar or not, you know, we'll keep to you. We'll let you say that later in the show. But you know, you're our brother, so we'll give you a cigar anyway. You either you smoking fatness or you can smoke well, forgiveness, sadness. With that being said, AD Drew, how you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. Uh, thank God for North Carolina Central as they were the only ones who got the memo that they were playing lower level competition. 
when it came to HBCUs because they got the long win when uh, upper division played lower division when it came to HBCUs on yesterday. So uh, Central does it. And, you know, it's amazing how much black and gold, and I don't mean alpha black and gold, that you see running around Jackson, Mississippi right now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, hey. Dr. Cavill, you didn't ask me, but that that's who on the ledge. Some two-faced Jackson State folks. I saw a meme. Dude had on a Jackson State with a cowboy hat. You know, ten, five months ago, you wouldn't be caught dead wearing that. Now you got was, a cowboy hat? I was sitting around looking in amazement like, wow. Uh, look at this. Huh? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty good. Josh Tim Senior, how you doing this morning? Man, I feel good, man. Feel real good. Got back home late last night. Had a chance to consume this W a little bit while while nursing some some meat wounds yesterday, man. And uh, you know, yesterday just a precedent, man. They set a precedent. Yeah, college football, football is eleven on eleven football, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who do not know, don't nobody care nothing about no levels. Don't nobody care nothing about who got more or less scholarships. Don't nobody care nothing about none of that. When it comes to football, you put the helmets and the shoulder pads on the same way. Each side of the ball got to play ball. You got to play to dominate. And so all of this stuff, I, I was glad. Shout out to the SIAC and the CIAA. Shout out to our family in those conferences for going and whooping those teams, man. Super shout out. Y'all hearing to hear from me this morning, Sunday morning. Thank y'all for going ahead and whooping teams because I'm tired of hearing all of this. They got 20-something more scholarships, so you're supposed to be scared. You got programs that are scared of the, front, the name on the front of the jersey. And you ain't even paying no attention to the name that's on the back of the jersey. And that's who actually got to play the game. So uh, even though it was a rough day for the Miak yesterday, that's a rough situation. This is the game I love. I've loved this game since I picked it up at two years old. And I love to see – I'm glad to see it back to where back to where I loved it first. And that's with teams beating the team, not as an upset. You beat a team because it's 11-on-11 11 11 football, unless you live in one of the states that have – Eight on eight football, or you know some other stuff like that. But it's a lot of AD and Josh, man, they bringing strong this morning. I see they must be drinking some of that hot toddy coffee. Mike drinking, still celebrating. <laughs> BJ Jones, how you drink? How you, I thought to say how you drinking? How you doing this morning? How you drink your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> how you drink your coffee? <laughs> well, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a coffee drinker. Hey, but hey, I tell anybody, man, the sun came up this morning. Um. I think, you know, Charles, he's talking Amen. about our, our fan base is on the ledge, and he ain't lying, man. Those people with some ridiculous takes last night. And I go back to what I've been saying all summer. The Alabama State team is a lot better than what people give them credit for. You sure did? Um, I, I think that this loss will look a lot better in October than it does right now as we're in the 1st um, of September. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, 14 to 10-point loss. And I made this uh, statement. If you go and you look at Alabama State, that is a tough place to win. I don't care if they do lose there. They lose close. I don't care who it is. It's been Jackson State, FAMU, whomever. They don't get blown out at home. And if you beat them, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a dog fight. So um, very interesting day on yesterday. Um, shout out to Alabama State um, and all my folks, man. Like I told you guys, I'm surrounded by Hornets. Um, my wife is from Montgomery. Uh, family all Hornets. So, you know, they, trust me, they've been letting me know <laughs> that they got their first win over Southern in Montgomery ever last night. Trust me, no one was bashful wow. about it, telling me uh, did, last did night. You, so did you just say ever? Ever? You just said ever? <laughs> ever? Out of turns of time. 
Oh. Wait, 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 BJ. How did P. Richardson sneak into Alabama and grab you out of all this Alabama statements? Uh, so man, when you look at it, it was actually you look at it. The recruiting coordinator at that time was Eric Dooley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and if you look at it at that time, Southern was getting a lot of players out of the state of Alabama, particularly mm-hmm. in the city of Birmingham. Um, just on on uh, those things I played for alone, you had six guys from the city of Birmingham: uh, Chris Russell. Uh, Kevin uh, Stewart and some some more guys those from the city of Birmingham. So you know he was able to do that, winning championships to do that, man. You come in and say, hey man, you want to win the championship, or is playing the Magic City Classic your ultimate goal? Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the championship. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a better recruitment. <laughs> Let me break down these top seven. Remember, at the beginning of the preseason, I ranked 21 NCAA Division two. Uh, and NIA HBCU programs, and I also rank all 21 HBCU FCS programs. We're going to give you the score of the top seven. You can go to honordon.com uh, in terms of the HBCU football schedule and uh, support of Mr. Eric uh, as he rested in peace. He's still, in terms of the website, they still have the schedule up there with the daily updates on the scores. At number seven, Bowie State Bulldogs defeated Delaware State. Yes, that is one of the CIAA Division II wins over a HBCU so, uh, of the MEAC. 22-11, Tuskegee Golden Tigers game today against Fort Valley State in the Red Tails Classic. You had Langston that was off this weekend. They did play last weekend and lost a tough overtime game. Fort Valley State Wildcats are the competition. At number four, uh, their game is today against that Tuskegee team that I mentioned number, uh, earlier at number 646 matchup there. It should be interesting as we get that on the date. At number three, Fayetteville State Broncos lost to UNC Pembroke 19-7. to At number two, Virginia Union Panthers game is today against Morehouse. Black College mm. Football Hall of Fame Classic. Uh, you had the Howard, I mean, Hampton versus Grambling game on NFL Network, and this game will also be on the NFL Network. Uh, Benedict Tigers put up a big old stick of whoop something on Shaw. So that was the SIAC over CIAA 52 to zero. Mm. With that, let me go around uh, the square here and ask everybody quickly as we get into this first break, because I want to follow this up with the uh, FCS division, major divisions, like call it. Hey, did you starting with you? Who had the better day? I know Joshua had a great shout-out that was appropriate as well as you for the Division II program, CIAA and SIHC. If you had to split heads, who had the better day? You had uh, two wins by the CIAA over the MEAC. You had one in the uh, SIHC over the SWAC. But you also now have this number one team, Benedict, winning over Shaw uh, in terms of CIAA. Unfortunately, for those that are SIC on the ledger, they also had a loss, though. And well, Waters lost the NIA Florida Memorial. So with all that wrapped up in the boat, which one are you saying had the better day, A.D. Drew? And we're splitting hairs here, but uh, I've, I've, got, I've got to roll with the SIAC. The, the teams that won, the team that you expected to win won, Benedict. Good point. Good you didn't point. expect them to win at that level, but you expected them to win. A team that you did not expect to win 
one being Central State, but on the on the flip side, a team that you thought was going to win took an L, that being Ever Waters. But overall, I think I'm going to give the SIAC a slight edge over the CIAA when I and I mean very slight. All right. Quickly as we go around it, Josh Sims, who had the better day? Yeah, I have to give it to the SIAC. Um, one head-to-head matchup between the SIAC and the CIAA. The SIAC absolutely dominated. Benedict beat the brakes off Shaw. And uh, I don't say that very affectionately, but that's the truth. They beat the brakes <laughs> off Shaw. Uh, and Waters, Shaw right? it, it is we what learned. it is. Yes. Yes. I, hope, I hope they don't take it any type of way. But uh, you got Edward Waters taking that L to Florida, Florida Memorial, but that's a rivalry game. You expect everybody to get up and see that rivalry game like that. And then the SIEC goes and beats a SWAT team um, that, we, that we're very familiar with here at 1801 Fayetteville Street. So I got to get that one to the SIEC, man. The only head-to-head matchup, they took the W and, and really, really dominated in that W. Good stuff. B.J. Jones, SIEC, CIAA. Oh, man, I'm going to give a slight lean to the SIEC. Um, I think a lot of people are talking about the positive momentum that Mississippi Valley um, was having um, all offseason. And as Mike would say, Valley, and, and it occurred yesterday, man. It happened, man. You saw Central State uh, do what they needed to do, particularly in that fourth quarter, score 10 unanswered. Uh, and they walk away from the, from the win, and now we're looking at Valley like, Valley, again. Man, CIAA, SIEC, Mike. Yeah. yeah, man, they they said all all the words I can say. I mean, Valley, we talking Valley? No, I, and I, I'm talking. If you if if you look at the head to head wins, the number of wins, the quality of wins, all of that compiled, I I got to give it to SIC. I think you're splitting hairs, but um, if I had to choose one, I gotta I gotta give the edge to SIC. Charles, you gonna make it a clean sweep? Are you gonna give no. the love to the CIAA? I got to give love to Henry Frazier. That was they're going to rush the judge. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to give love to Virginia State. That was the one that I had circled. That was the one that I was really curious about. And I said, I believe Thursday, I don't want to see Henry Frazier first game. And sure enough, uh, he, he he brought his Virginia State team to battle in their rivalry game. So I, I give love to CIAA on that one. Man, oh, we might have to mix that one up a little bit because that one boy made ESPN in terms of where yeah. it ended. We'll tell the worst of the listeners what that looks like. Before we go Man. to this first break, let me give you at least a breakdown of the major division top seven. Number seven, you had Howard Bison. Uh, they lost to Eastern Michigan 33-23. to uh, That was a game uh, Thursday in terms of the matchups. They had number six, Southern Jaguars, lost to Alabama State 14-10. And number five, Alabama a Bulldogs lost to Vanderbilt 47-13. That was pretty close for a half there. At number four, Jackson State Tigers uh, game to date against Florida A&M Rattlers, and that is in the Orange Blossom Classic. Can somebody, uh, in terms of the Rattlers, get over the hill? At number three, Alcorn State Braves lost to Southern Miss 40-14. to And number two, at Florida A&M Rattlers, that makes for a 2-4 matchup. Season starts today, as we said earlier, against Jackson State. At number one, North Carolina Central Eagles defeated Winston-Salem State 47-21. to uh, while it had a little bit of pro- problem with the uh, sound of the game that for those that were watching on ESPN, outside of that, there were no problems, no problems for the Eagles in terms of them getting it done. Let's go to our first break. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll actually get these gentlemen to talk about some matchups. Stickers will be right back after this first break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, so listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Gabriel inside the HBC Sports Lab with the team as they're back in action. Let's get into some mid-major uh, games of the weeks that we talked about earlier during the week. Let's take it with the number one team. We're going to go with the Benedict Tigers versus uh, Shaw Bears. I had this number one Benedict Tigers coming in the season, preseason. 
They were facing number 17, Shaw Bears. Uh, I like this because the number one team had a chance to change the quarterback, but everything, a lot of other pieces back, they had a chance to make a statement. And it was an SIAC-CIAA matchup. Columbia, South Carolina, Carolina Classic, Charlie W. Johnson Stadium. Benedict Tigers get it done versus Shaw Bears. B.J. Jones, tell me your thoughts on this. Coach Kenneth Berry sat with us last year and right before the playoffs and got literally all of us fired up talking about his football team. And he said that he was building a culture, not a team. And he expected that culture to carry over into this year with the amount of guys coming back. If you watched that game yesterday, Benedict was dominant on both sides of the line of scrimmage. The offensive line moved people. The defensive line was not moved. And I got the first half, Shaw had two first down, two. Man, that's dominant. Um, it did he what they were supposed two. to do. <laughs> and, man, that's – I mean, that's dominant. And I'm, I, I look out for Benedict. They are worthy of that number one spot. And this is going to be interesting, man, if they get in the SIC play, kind of what that looks like. Joshua, jump in here and give some additional comments if you would. Yeah, man, all, all summer we, we kind of knew what this Benedict defense was going to look like. Um, you know, the biggest question for them was what were they going to do at the quarterback position? How were they going to replace a national championship quarterback who, you know, took his took his show on the road and went elsewhere? And uh, about a minute and 30 seconds into the game, we got our answer. I mean, this offense got to clicking. I mean, a minute and 30 into the game, they get on the board first, and then they don't stop. Then another two minutes later, they get on the board again. Another five minutes later, they get on the board again. So, look, man, they absolutely dominated. By the time you got between the first and second quarter, you get to halftime. It's house rule, man. Get off the sticks. It's 21 nothing. Get off the sticks. Pass the sticks. Y'all be ready to go and warm the bus up. Uh, and, and this offense, man, and, and shout out to Aeneas Dennis. We didn't know. We really didn't. We had no idea who was going to be the guy at quarterback down there at Benedict. And God, BMO, love it, man. Chinnis Berry came back, answered that quickly and often in this game. I did not expect to see Shaw not be able to control the clock like we normally used to seeing him do so. Run the ball, control tempo, control the clock. That's what we thought was going to happen. That certainly didn't happen. And so now you're looking at a, a, a Benedict team who was poised to really look. They looking like they looking like they're going to try to dominate, man. So shout out to Benedict, man. Way to answer those questions in game one. Way to dominate in game one. Way to control everything inside the trenches in game one. Looking forward to seeing them along the way, man. Who said? 52 to 0. Shaw, say it again, BJ. Shaw, 1.8 yards per rush. Anemic is the word of the day. Let me go to you, (laughs) Drew, in terms of your thoughts on this independent matchup. It featured an independent program in Florida Memorial. Uh, they were on the road for this rivalry game. Now, instead of NIA programs, it's versus the SIEC. Jacksonville, Florida, prayers continue to go out for the folks that were affected by uh, the murder of three individuals. Uh, this past weekend, Nathaniel Glover Community Field Stadium, Big Cat Classic. You have Florida Memorial getting it done against Edward Waters. Boy, this game got a little ugly. Uh, if you would, in terms of the matchup. A.D. Drew, what were your thoughts in terms of this game here between Florida Memorial and Edward Waters 
in terms of Florida Mortar getting it done 38 to 21. When you look at this game on paper, this game was even. You would expect this to have been a a game that came down to the end, came down to a field goal. But when you have to give Florida Memorial credit at, they close both halves of this game the way you want to close it. They close the first half. Uh, they close the they close the first half by shutting down with with the touchdown and then shutting Ever Waters down in the first half, and then in the fourth quarter, touchdown, INT, touchdown. That's how you want to do it if you are a Florida boy, especially if you are the underdog or the small the smaller team. You got you got to close the halves out with with the score and the stop, and then the only thing that they didn't do was open up the third quarter with the score a la the New England Patriots, what they like to do, score at the end of the uh, half and then open, score the third to open up the third. Other than that, though, that was the difference because Emma Waters was even with them minus mm. those last three, four minutes of each half, the last 10 minutes of the ball game with the touchdown, INT touchdown. Man, Florida Memorial, boy, are they averaging points and yardage for the season. This seems like a fun team to look at. But let's go into this unique non-conference conference game uh, in the CIAA. Welcome to the new members uh, where the Livingston Blue Bears. I had this as uh, teams that just got in the top 21. Yeah, number 21, Bluefield State Big Blue. At number 20, Livingston Blue Bears. Salisbury, North Carolina, Alumni Memorial Stadium. Livingston was supposed to welcome Bluefield State uh, to the CIAA. Bluefield State said not so fast. 41 to 7. Joshua Sims, uh, tell me a little more about these Bluefield State Big Blue uh, against these Blue Bears. All this blue going around. Bluefield. Big Blue. Blue balls. I don't know what it was. But. Doc, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the fact that Livingstone was supposed to welcome them to the conference. Got welcomed. <laughs> <laughs> Got welcomed. How you, how you at church and you supposed to be giving the welcoming and you mess around and get welcomed to church? 34 to nothing at halftime, ladies and gentlemen. In your house. In your yeah, house, the, man. That's I talked the to preacher coach. coming in there. I'm preaching the preacher. I'm like, hold on now. You know what I'm saying? That preacher came in, <laughs> tore the house down. He got the love offering. He got the guest offering, all of that stuff. He just walked up out of there, clear, clear of everything, all his duties. And now he done lost, now, now the church done lost membership. Yeah, you done lost membership. They willing to travel to the other church now and all of that stuff. So, uh, But look, man, I'll just, I, I talked to Coach Coles from last night. We texted last night. He sent me the image. And all he did, he didn't say nothing. All he did was send me this image. <laughs> 41 to 7. He said, and I quote, he said, and I quote, I was trying to put a hundred on these buses for even thinking that they could even play with us. Shout out to Blueville State, man. I had a little bit of issues at the quarterback position. A lot of people don't know this. They had an issue at the quarterback position before the game started. Their starter had to be pulled. Something ended up happening. They ended up putting their true freshman in at quarterback yesterday. And this brother commences to lay the smackdown on the Livingston Bears in their house. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing, man, listen, Blueville State is a program. They do not believe they just coming in and take a whooping into this new CIAA. 
they want to come in and compete. They in the toughest division in all uh, major football now. They in the toughest division Without in mid major football. It's the opinion of Joshua Simpson. I think this is the toughest division. Bowie State, Virginia State, Virginia Union all live in this North Division. And they got to come into this division that is very, very tough. But they held their own. They absolutely dominated yesterday. And, uh, you know, the South is the, the South Division is, is, is Lord have mercy, boy. The CIAA Southern Division, y'all got, y'all got a lot y'all got to figure out, man. Yep. For real. So, shout yep. out to Bluefield State. Uh, I'm going yep. to stick with you, Joshua, before I let Mike get in here. I'm going to get a little love from Charles on this one as well. Let's get into this CIAA MEAG matchup. This is the only FCS matchup that the mid majors versus the majors didn't get yesterday. And boy, mm. did they not get it in regards, or maybe they did get it. As North, number one, North Carolina Central gets it done against the little brothers over there uh, down the highway, as we've learned during the years with Joshua Sims Sr. Uh, mid major, I had once the Salem State at number 14. This is in Durham, North Carolina, Old Kelly Riddick Stadium, Maroon and Gray game. Joshua Sims, what were your thoughts in terms of what took place in this intriguing matchup between North Carolina Central and Winston-Salem State, where Central beat the Rams 47-21? As my brother Charles, listen, man. But only y'all who don't know, because I, I know that there's a world of people who don't know and don't understand why this game is so important to us. All right. This is our second oldest rival. We've been playing this team for 80 plus years. Outside of the, the school down the highway, we haven't played a team longer than we played Winston-Salem State. All right. I'm from Winston-Salem. I happen to have the affectionate experience that prior to these last three years of us playing with Southern State, I was on the last team that played against with Southern State. They came into our house and they beat us. I played in that game. Ooh. Wow. So I, I, I hear, you know, all of the other noise. I hear y'all. You just don't know. You don't understand. So sometimes it's best for what, what Mr. Farrakhan told Mike Wallace. Just, just sometimes just because I got to go home. If we lose this game, I got to go to where I'm from Winston-Salem. I got to go home and face this. I had to face this for a decade. So, yeah, they are our rival. They are our second oldest rival. Sell out in the building last night. But, Doc, I'm in the stadium, and I got to say this because I know we're going here. I'm in the stadium, maybe midway of the third quarter. People start taking their phones out. Stadium, everybody in the stadium take their phones out. And simultaneously, at the same time, everybody said, ooh, ooh, oh, what happened? Everybody saw the final score of what happened in the other two at CIAA MEAC matches mm. at the same time in the stadium. Mm. Then the PA announcer comes on the system and makes the announcement as everybody's looking at their phones. And now this game just becomes even more important. I think I looked down on the sideline and looked at Trey Oliver, and he considered putting the ones back in the game. I, I thought he was going to put them back in the game and have to send even more of a statement. I promise you, man, I was nervous. We all was kind of like, man, do we need to put the ones back in the game? We we went in halftime up 37 to nothing. 
comfortable W. The ones did not come back out. I think Davis came back and did two more drives just to kind of get some gumption and get some feel. But we all were hurting at the same time yesterday, and I was smiling. Jones is gonna do his stuff on Tuesday, so that's gonna be interesting as well. Yeah, Let's yeah. Get in the mix and let some folks know how they feel about themselves. Charles Davis Rich, fifteen to twenty-two for two hundred thirty-six yards, average ten point seven, three touchdowns. Did have the one interception, but this line to start things off on his campaign uh, as uh, the quarterback that everybody wants to make sure they get and see. What were your thoughts on that, Charles? Yeah, well, uh, North Carolina Central did what good teams do. They leave no doubt. Uh, 37 nothing at halftime. And and you appreciate uh, teams when they uh, know they're dominant and they go out and show that they're dominant. So uh, great uh, opening performance for the defending Black College National Champions. And, you know, Davis Richard. 15 and 22, 236 yards, a ho-hum day. You know, I, I'm curious about that pick. That had to be, was that a, was that one that went through a receiver's hands and the safety found it, or was it an overthrow in between the zone? What happened on that, on that pick? Yeah, deep into uh, the, the first two drives that Davies had uh, into the second half, uh, with some state that drove a little, got a little bit of a drive, going against our, our, our third team defense and got deep, and then we made a punt. Um, you know, so he's starting the uh, shout out to the punter for West Sum statement. Had a heck of a day from punting perspective yesterday. Not trying to make that as a, as a shady kind of shout out, but yeah, because it was kind of shady. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, my bad. Sorry, y'all. But, uh, hey, your punter had a career day. <laughs> listen, Penders deep. Penders deep, man. He did have a career day. Penders deep. Penders on the one yard line, and uh, Davies had to you know kind of come out 99 yards, man, to try to make something happen. Ball happened. Uh, receiver ended up running the wrong route. Davies threw it where he was supposed to go. Cornerback was right there. That's the interception. Outside of that, uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad throw. It was a really good throw. Receiver was supposed to be in one spot. Uh, quarterback threw the ball to another spot. It was one of our young receivers who we were trying to get some work to. So uh, you, you look at that and you say, "Hey, kind of wish that was off the board." But then you know I had a chance to see it a lot with live bullets. You know, receiver was supposed to go one way. He went the opposite way. Uh, and, and Davies threw it where he was supposed to go. So. Uh, you know, you kind of expect that in a situation like that. But then right after that, Davies comes back uh, and he gets a rushing touchdown and then they sit him for the rest of the day. So it was a really good day, man, to get these young guys a chance to be able to play with who we believe to be the best quarterback in our, in our school's uh, history, man. And, and this guy is putting on a pretty good campaign to start off. Finished up his first half, uh, three three incompletions for the whole first half when he was when he had the guys out there. We had the whole first team out there with him. So uh, very, very impressive. A 80 yard bomb to uh, Quentin McCall, which was impressive, very impressive. So he looked good, man. He looked really, really good. We expect him to look even better as we go along the season. Yeah, easy to yep. button that one up, Doc. Uh, dominant team, dominant performance. Good one. Uh, Davis, 42 yards on the ground with the rushing touchdown that Joshua spoke of on five carries. So mm-hmm. for essentially a half of work, uh, yeah, you'll take that any day. As Charles said, dominant performance. Mike. Get us out of here as we talk about the matchup today, number four, four Valley State Wildcats versus number six, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, Montgomery, Alabama, Crampton, uh, Bold, Red Tails Classic, SIEC, non-conference matchup is the theme of the week in so many of these games. Uh, what were your thoughts on this, Mike? Yeah, so I, I, in the words of my father-in-law, who is from that region, teaches there, 
Uh, so I grew up kind of watching that a little bit. Um, here come them Wildcats. But a couple of data points. Since they got this Wildcat, let me let me indulge you a little bit. Since they started this, Fort Valley has owned the series. Hey, I'll say it again. Since they started this Red, Red Tail Classic, Fort Valley has dominated this series. I think the combined score is like a million to five or something like that. No, I'm indulging a little bit, but I think it's actually like 50 to six. Um, I think the Wildcats are one of only a few teams in the SIC that has beat Tuskegee consecutively in the last 10 years. Two data points, two data points. And so it's the stage is set up. You look at 2001-21, the Golden Tigers of Tuskegee, they were about three in a million. Jumped to 2022, they went to eight and three, made some improvements, winning the SIAC Division West. Why, meanwhile, on the other side, the Wildcats in 2021, they were 500, went to eight and two. Now, here they are. They arguably should have made the uh, play Division II playoffs last year. So this will be an interesting performance. What's missing? Offensive player of the year, Emmanuel Wilson. You remember last year's game, he ran for about a million yards, eight lunches, made phone calls just on 15 attempts. So he ran for a, a, a grip. So they don't have him anymore. So the quarterback started out a little bit slow, uh, 17 attempts or 51 yards. So we'll have to see how the quarterback starts off this year. They do have a pair of wide receivers, Edmonds and uh, Fraylon Warren Jr. I think they combined for about a 1,000 yards and about 10 touchdowns last year. So we'll see how that offense goes this year. But it should be a more interesting game. Both teams are picked to be at the head of each respective division. Uh, So we'll see. So the defensive lineman, uh, Tim Alderman, is is, is kind of one of those guys you got to watch. I think he posted three tackles to actually all three for loss and the Wildcats win. So he's somebody you want to watch on the defensive side. But this is a uh, this is a game to me that'll be a little bit more competitive this year than in previous years, given how the two finished last year, not only uh, finished the end of the year 2022 last year. So it should be interesting. Yeah, AD would beat me up if I didn't jump this in here. Tell him first there's a new uh, chief in town of Tuskegee in terms of head of that ship. And the other one is the SIAC this year for football are taking the top two teams. They erased division. So you can talk about divisions in terms of scheduling maybe, but in terms of the matchup for the SIAC championship game, it will go to the two top teams, not in terms of division champions that it was erased this year, just for all the lab listeners out there to make sure they know. Let's get into our second break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll talk about some major division football, some of the major uh, games yesterday, and we'll let you know how it went down. It was a big game for a lot of folks, except for those ones that kind of got tapped in the head by the CIAA and SIEC. <laughs> so we talked a little bit. We'll talk about maybe about that more on the other side. Stick with us after this uh, second break. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillars of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, 
everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplified Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplified Development Services. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use... There's a Buick that fits your life, because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. If you think all pads are exactly the same... Think again. This is always Ultra Thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This Padwick's gush is 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Them belly full, but we Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download we look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love that. And who the ball, So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike and Charles. We also have Joshua and BJ as well as AD breaking down these matchups, giving you some thought your Sunday after the week. 
to make sure you go good in the week, either get you off the ledge. Uh, uh, we Some people, we might even be putting on the ledge. You just saw the winning kick. Uh, Mike, how many in a row is that now? Nine in a row. Mike, not one, like not that. two, not three, all the way to nine in a row. Nine of the last 11. The last time they won, I believe, was 2014. Vila Gomez! Vila oh, Gomez! Oh, man, this, 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 was, this was great. I was in some ways really hoping that Texas Southern got it done. Uh, I just wanted to get a little bit of matchup. Uh, Coach McKinley has built the program the right way, and he was right there and just could not get it done. Uh, but I was so proud as a dad, uh, Josh Sims, you can relate to this. I got to have my son on the field as I gave the trophy away. Not only that, shout out to Kobe Cabill, a little slight injury, should be back next week. Uh, but he was dressed out and traveled with the team. So he got to take a picture with uh, his cousin uh, on the field uh, in terms of what's going on. So um, for our home games, though, I had these jerseys made. Uh, has Cavill on the back, swag, authentic as you know it. Um, obviously, I have one, uh, so we'll be looking like twins in terms of Lil Deuce and I because he has his own, so uh, he can't wait to put it on. He was so excited. So in a lot of ways, it was a beautiful setting in terms of that. Uh, Charles, going to you first in mm -hmm. terms of this matchup. Shout out to you. Great picture you got on inside the HBC Sports Lab. Game day, headset ready, Labor Day yep. class. Got to give, give it to my boy CB off in the booth. Yeah, we <laughs> were excited to get you off to pitch. I'm sure you couldn't ask for a better matchup in terms of your debut in terms wow. of what took place there. Uh, before I go back to Mike, tell me your thoughts in terms of this game, boy. You're talking about back and forth, ebbs and flows. Everything was in this game, it seems like. Uh, heavyweight matchup. You called it early, Charles. You said, uh, be careful. And the transfers came on over and made some big plays in that game, as you alluded to uh, on uh, that matchup. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think, Doc, uh, there were a lot of positives and negatives to, to, to look at with this game. And the positive with, with regards to Purview is they really showed some real championship medal uh, in terms of fighting back. At one point, they're down 34-17, and they're down 34-17 late in the third quarter. Uh, and there's a point in time where uh, Chick Southern is able to get a, a force or turnover on downs late in the fourth quarter, uh, late in the third quarter, I should say, that I thought, oh, boy, now it's going to be tough. Uh, but to Prairie View's credit, uh, they forced a turnover. They went down. They got stopped. But they put up a field goal. And it, and it, some type of way, it kind of changed the momentum of the ball game just putting some points up at that, at that point in time. And the theme all camp has been to finish, finish, finish. And I can't, I take my hats off to purview in that regards because they finished this ball game the right way. When you're talking about scoring 10 points in the fourth quarter to tie it and send it into overtime, uh, hats off to coach Bubba McDowell and his team, because that has been a theme to finish. And one stat that I kept in my mind out of their five losses last year, three of them, they were winning at halftime. And they didn't finish going the rest of the way through. Mm. But last night, they were able to finish. Yep. Good call there. Caleb Johnson, 13 and 67, 5.2 a rush. Did get in the end zone. Had a longer 19. Brian Jenkins got in the rushing. Did a little bit of everything. One for two. Uh, but in terms of receiving, he was 445, 
a longer 24, including a big one, kickoff returns. And he reminded me, he said, aren't you a alumni? You pick up <laughs> What's wrong with you? I <laughs> hey, Brian Jenkins Jr. Shout out to you. He got a picture in there uh, with uh, Kobe, as well as with Deuce. So much love to Brian Jenkins. I'd like to see him continue to do his things. Someone that Charles said, keep your eyes on. Mike, uh, what were your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Yeah, so I, I thought turnovers were key. I think um, being down 34-17, as Charles alluded to, late in the third quarter, you started to feel that, lo- that, that old lady momentum really building up. And then all of a sudden, I think it was Bird, uh, the third, uh, Freddie Bird, the third, had a key interception. Now, Andrew, Andrew Body played well. Don't get me. But he had the key interceptions that weren't his fault. Two of his three interceptions, arguably, you could say, were the fault. They were right through the receiver's hands. But needless to say, that really kind of turned the momentum. And all Purview needed was a field goal. I don't think it was even a touchdown. And then after that came the touchdowns. And then you felt old lady momentum start to build back up. But uh, to Prairie View's credit and to what CB was saying, even down 28 or so points, you never saw Prairie View stop playing. They were going to finish. They were going to continue to play regardless. They were flying after the ball regardless. Um, I think the talent, what goes unmissed is the talent in the running back position that they have. That was obvious. They have a plethora of running backs, not not to overlook Caleb Johnson from Valley, but also Ahmad Antoine. You had uh, David Murray come, come in there. You had Brian Jenkins Jr. with some key runs, key catches. Their offense is phenomenal. Um, but to Coach's credit, he maintained a policy of really – Sticking with the run to the tune that they averaged only 3.7 yards per run last night versus TSU's 7.1 yards per carry. But he was committed to sticking with the run. That was his game plan, passing when necessary. Trazon Conley showed some hints of him of, of maturity since last year, but I got to give him a pat on the back on his game overall as well. He showed quite a bit of maturity. There were some questions about Conley coming into this game. Yes, did he make a few bonehead play? Yes, but if you compare Conley 2022 to 2023, you saw some hints of improvement in that young man. So I got to give hats off to him. Those were some some of my takeaways. Good call. Charles? Real quick, and, and I'll say this. Texas Southern, that's a tough loss. They're going to lay met the turnovers in this game. But they have a football team that is going to be really scary, okay? Uh, they yes. got a piece transfer from Jackson State, Quay Davis. He had a huge game yesterday. Ooh. He is a matchup issue, whether he's in he the slot a- or whether he's lined up out wide. And then the fact that Texas Southern can run the football as well, and I can't say this enough, although Purdy put up 37 points last night, I saw some things with regards to Texas Southern's defense, and especially with regards to being stout up the middle. Uh, yep. uh, being able to being able to stop the run, they got some real pieces there on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to continue to watch the team as they go through the season because that's a good football team. That be, yeah, uh, not only not not, not only Quay Davis. Field, so I agree with you. Great point there. Let me go to you, not, DJ Jones, in terms of this uh, snack matchup. Uh, as we're up on it, I want to make sure we get through these. Grambling State Tigers uh, fall to Hampton Pirates, 35 to 31, but uh, Miles Crawley was 25 to 38, 311 yards and two touchdowns. DJ Jones, what were your thoughts in terms of this matchup? 
Oh, man, we talk about that Grambling offense. We talk about the quarterback position. Man, they upgraded. Um, you look at what Miles Crawley did, man. That offense, man, they can score. The problem with Grambling is they cannot stop the run. I mean, it it's it it's bad. Um, they were showing some replays on the NFL Network. Um, when Hampton was running the ball, the the running back were the running backs weren't getting touched until five six yards down the field. There was no there was no defensive lineman. There were even no linebackers. Um, like it 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 was rough. But uh, shout out to Hampton. I told people, man, this Hampton football team is better than what you think. Um, I think people look at them in the in the CAA. Uh, and you look at the close games that they lost, I think that this is a, uh, a pretty darn good Hampton football team. They're particularly good in the trenches, which you have to be in the CAA. Uh, but for Grambling, they look a lot better offensively. The problem is defensively, it looked like they took steps back. Yeah, to your point, Chris Lazellas, 15-114, 7.6 average of a rush, got in the end zone twice. That's the quarterback. Now, he only went 14-21, 155. Yards, but he had two touchdowns, two interceptions. But what he did on the ground, along with Darren Butts, 14 carries, 103 yards, 7.4 a rush in the touchdown, says it all. 47 y- carries, 279 yards, averaging 5.9 and three touchdowns to your point, BJ. Charles, I know you wanted to make a comment or two on this matchup. I mean, I'm sorry, Joshua, you wanted to comment or two on this matchup. Uh, what were your thoughts in terms of what went down here? Yeah, man. I mean, BJ hit it right on the head, man. Uh, Grambler's defense couldn't stop the running game yesterday of Hampton to save their life, man. And and this was this was a, a combination. They've got multiple backs. Uh, Hampton had multiple backs. One of those actually had the affinity uh, opportunity to coach Elijah Burris. He was the uh, last running back I coached for my last year coaching ball. He's running back for Hampton. So you, you look at that backfield, you look at the fact between Butts and Burris, and what they're going to be able to do as they go along the season, how much more consistent they're going to be. They got a big-time matchup against Howard in the coming weeks to see if they can bring that running game uh, against Howard, who, who's showing a little bit of a different affinity for being able to stop the run a little bit. So it, it's going to be interesting to see, but Grambling absolutely did not step up to the plate yesterday in being able to stop the run, and that's where the game happened. You didn't see a whole lot of uh, flash and dash spots for throwing the ball, and those zealous threw two passing touchdowns yesterday, but also threw two interceptions. And so you look at that and you kind of say, okay, kind of balanced out. And then the two interceptions that he did throw, one of them was a really, really bad pick. I mean, it was really bad. The other one was kind of a textbook interception. You kind of look for a guy to make a play. One of them was really, really bad. So you, you look at that and you say, well, how was this game won? It was one of the trenches. And so you want you saw Hampton kind of dominating the trenches yesterday on the offensive side of the ball versus Hampton's defense, who, to BJ's point, man, looked like they took a couple steps back, man. And that was the big question mark for us. We all knew what Miles Carlton could be as a starting quarterback. And he absolutely showed that yesterday. And that offensive side of the ball really, really looked good. But that defense looked like they took a couple steps back, which is scary. And you're already in a tough division. You're in the toughest division in, in, in uh, major-level college football right now. With all of those teams, you saw a prayer you did yesterday, and you got to start to think, is this defense going to be able to hold up in a division that's mm. going to run the ball down your throat? I mean, it's going to be really, really tough. So um, maybe Grambling can get it together as the season goes along, but absolutely not a, not a very, very flashy and great showing yesterday on the defensive side of the ball. Talking about the divisions in three weeks, they in Dallas for the State Fair Class against that Prairie and their team. Should be fascinating to see what goes on there. Uh, one that likes to run and the other one that seems like having problems stopping the run. DJ Jones, sticking with you, let's go to Montgomery, Alabama. 
ASU Stadium, name of their classic, SWAT or non-conference SWAT game. You know how we do it. Number six, Southern Jaguars against number 12, Alabama State Hornets. So some in terms of the rankings would call it upset. Uh, blood, 17 to 34, 166 yards, one touchdown, but two interceptions. D. Davis, everybody wanted to know what he was going to do. Didn't just have a huge passing game, but you're talking about coming up big in the clutch. He was 15 to 21, 180 yards and two key touchdowns, essentially the difference in this game. The defense is probably what a lot of people want to stand their heads on, though, for the Hornets. But let's see what B.J. Jones thinks in this matchup. He was there. He was in the building, and he saw it live and in action. What are your thoughts, Jones? The biggest thing is why I told people, man, Alabama State is a lot tougher than what people give them credit for. Um, I think that Southern fans, I think that we looked at the dominance over Alabama State since we've been playing them, the series record. And you just expect certain things to go a certain way. But Alabama State defense is good. Um, and that secondary, we talked about them, the length in the secondary, six three corners, uh, six th- uh, a six three safety in uh, Adrian Maddox. They tackle well, they're physical. And it caused problems last night. Southern went down on the first drive, scored. Could not sustain the drive from that point forward to keep the field goal in the second. And that was it for points. So no, she completely shut out uh, in, in the uh, second half. Uh, defensively, uh, Southern's defense made some mistakes. Uh, D. Davis didn't go down the field. Uh, he went short passes to Keshawn Johnson, who I've been telling people all summer is special. He's 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 a he's a dude, um, and he he did the rest. Um, so defensively, uh, you know Southern. Held them to 14 points, but Alabama State wasn't exotic offensively. But offensively, we talk about what this offense was supposed to be and the expectations uh, up under Eric Dooley, uh, and we didn't see it last night. Uh, so I think a lot a lot of people are, are frustrated and mad, but this is the thing about this ball game. I think that this loss is going to look better down the road than what it does today. Uh, because mm. I think right now people are looking at their name on the front of the jersey and just putting them in the place, and I'm telling you, this Alabama State team is good enough to compete, compete for an Eastern Division title. They're that good defensively. Yeah, I said that early in the season. I agree with you. Great point. Uh, as we try to get out this segment, yeah. let me go to A.D., Drew, and Joshua a little bit. Yeah. Uh, quickly, let's get in this, Norfolk. We kind of dealt on it, but uh, just some insights in terms of this mid-major matchup. Number eight, Virginia State. Trojan on the mid-major end, on the major division end, you had Norfolk State at number 16. Keep playing the game, obviously. Uh, Virginia State was able to run all over Norfolk State, uh, but they almost found a way to give it in, give it away at the end. Uh, many folks were saying, hey, run the ball, fourth down, just four or five seconds left on the clock, run it a little bit in the end zone, take the safety, you get the ball, you can kick it off if there's seconds in there if you can't run it all off. Quarterback, backup, gets in there, thoughts he rings it up, but then he decides to take it upfield. And he gets knocked out of bounds. And the clock, you look at, is it one second? Is it zero? Is it over? Virginia State thinks it's over. They want it to be over <laughs> as they walk off. But you in Norfolk, you in Virginia, they say, no, it's one second on the clock. And they line up for the field goal to be able to tie the game, take it to overtime. And a bad snap uh, gets it done. Virginia State deserved to win it. They do. They run it back. So it was a lot going on in the last part of the game. Let me start with you, Josh. What are your thoughts in terms of what took place in Norfolk, Virginia for the Labor Day Classic version, Virginia style? I, I don't know what type of wacky tobacco that 
they are up there playing around with on Saturdays in the state of Virginia. But Lord have mercy, man. As the game, it's like the longest one second in history of football, man. I have no idea what's going on. Young fella, Jordan Davis, listen, next time, just throw the ball in the air and throw it out of bounds. The second would have been gone. You don't have to be a hero. The game would have been over, man. All right. But nonetheless, man, I got to give a shout out to my coach, man. This is my college ball coach, man. I got to show so much love to Coach Frazier. Uh, coach Manigo, who was my position coach in college, the offensive coordinator. Heck of a dial-up yesterday, man. Heck of a dial-up yesterday. All right. For all of y'all who know, <clears throat> listen, I don't come with this, this, this conference pride thing. I just ain't that person. I'm I'm about playing ball. I'm about who's going to win the game. I'm about lining up, see who can win, 11-11 ball. And, man, I am. I, I was super, super proud to see what that offense was able to click and do yesterday. Just a couple of data points. My brother Mike, my big brother Mike, loved to go to data points. 18 carries for a buck 84. He averaged a first down every time he touched the ball. Upton <laughs> Bailey, ladies and gentlemen. That's Upton. Welcome to the Upton Bailey show. All right. CIAA North, that's what you got to deal with this year. That's what you got to deal with this year. This brother is bad. And when I say he's not that bad, he's bad. It's a bad brother. And I know Coach Manigo saw some other things because I saw while I was watching, I saw some other things that they could have been able to take advantage of, most notably in that second half, that they just kind of like, you know what, we don't got to show too much. We got a chance to beat DK. We ain't got to show too much. But, man, I I was super late. 316 yards on the ground yesterday against a, North, a, a, a Norfolk State defense that is reeling. They are absolutely reeling. This is a, a transfer and a rollover from last season, man. 316 yards on the ground, man. And then I hope that Steve Williams is going to be all right. We hopefully get a chance to see him back at the helm next week because I'm not sure Jordan Davis is ready for these bullets yet. He just – he need a little bit more time kind of sitting behind. But Steve Williams, great game yesterday. Didn't turn the ball over. That's what you asked for a quarterback in a rivalry game. This is what he did 13 and 19 yesterday for a buck 33 and a passing touchdown. So the absolute running game was where it's at. I talked about it all offseason that college football is going back to run the ball, control the clock, control time of possession. It doesn't matter what program, what conference, what division. That's where I see college football going back to. And it is good to see it happen like that. And uh, dogs and noodles. It's much closer to coming back home, baby. We'll see you soon, Coach. <laughs> 12 and 21. Uh, rushing for Steve Williams as well. As you said it, 316 total yards on 46. Carries three touchdowns. 80 Drew, the Division II mid-major programs got it done. I know this is outside of the SIAC, but I see you smiling a little bit. Boy, I tell you. What were your thoughts in this matchup? Well, uh, unfortunately, my brother Josh didn't leave too much meat on the bone when he broke, broke okay. that analysis down because yeah. he took his spot. Every, <laughs> every point that I had, I was going to mention. Talked about that, talked about that, talked about that. So I, I, I got to come with this. Wouldn't you know Virginia State will be involved in a wacky play at the end of a, of a football game? Everybody remember uh, pre-pandemic with the do- with the dog on water bucket play that uh, – Virginia State, Virginia Union at the end of a rival football game, you know, just anyway, leave it to Virginia State. Virginia State offensively, give them credit for sticking with the run game despite being down 17-7 to 
in the uh in the first half. You know, right. they they stayed with that run game and ran through Norfolk State's defense like prune juice to a six month year old. I mean, it it was it was ridiculous how well they ran through them. <laughs> Oh, great point. Uh, 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 when you talk uh, about the uh, uh, love as we get into this, uh, I want to give some shout-out to Dr. Henry Frazier III uh, as a Prairie View guy. He won us a championship over there before he went to North Carolina Central and got it done. So it's good to see him back in the ballpark, getting it done. He he did a little bit of uh, South Carolina State coach Buddy Pugh talking about, man, I don't know about these matchups. They need to go lay the wood. Uh, also, shout-out when you talk about North Division, Bowie State says, hey, watch out. We back in this, too, because they defeat Delaware State 22-11. to And a special shout-out, though, you talking about the Bulldogs all over the place, uh, the coaching cradle. I don't know what it may be before we talk about that. But Wilson over there, uh, Morgan State gets it done against Richmond, 17-10. to These are all products of Bowie State in terms of what they're doing, and so they're all over the place. Much shout-out and love for those coaches. Uh, the Bowie State Bulldogs that are spreading love to a little bit of everybody this past week and getting it done. Boy, uh, and this doesn't even stay They spread another kind of L, Dr. Cavill. That's a loss. <laughs> they spread losses, not love, Doc. Uh, I know you uh, on a bit of your tongue. Quick one that you wanted to get in there. I was just curious. How does a Dawson Odom defense allow 300-some-odd yards? Yes. yes. That, that, just, that just blew yeah. me away. Ever since That's Dawson Odom's lost to trying to figure out too yeah. in terms of buyer's remorse, as they said, Central <laughs> may get it done, and maybe he just was he's ready to go home. I don't know. Let's start on the other ever side since they lost to Central two years ago. They Dawson Odom's defenses have have played like crap ever since Central beat them in twenty twenty one. They haven't done anything since. Yeah, they, it's it's been I don't know what it is. It's something in the water or something. But great points. Let's get into our last break. We'll come back on the other side. We got. One matchup to talk about at the major division level. We say this final matchup, Jack State, FAMU. We'll get everybody's thoughts, uh, and those that can will get their pick in terms of who's going to be able to give up this game. Stick with us. Be at, at, back after this break, a little bonus coverage as we get into the Orange Blossom class. Stick with us. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell leadership principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. It's press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love you, and who the ball, who the ball. 
So listen to Professor Yesa And pay attention Cause he gonna teach a lesson Sports Live, thank you for staying around for this last segment as we have Miami Gardens, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium, Orange Blossom Classic, SWAC Battle, Battle of the Eastern Division. This game has essentially decided the East uh, in terms of Labor Day weekend. In both versions, Jackson State was able to get it done. We have a top four matchup. This time, Jackson State comes a little lower ranked as their number four Jackson State Tigers 1-0 as they defeated South Carolina State in great style there against number two, Florida A&M. This is September 3rd, Sunday, today at 2 o'clock Central Time. This game is on ESPN. I'll be at the pool party with Mike over Joe Clay, smoking on a cigar to celebrate the State Fair, I mean, the Labor Day Classic win. And uh, all my pleasures with my son as we just get it done. Uh, but we'll be watching this game, texting old Charles to see his thoughts, see how long he will return my text. Uh, then I'll, 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 I'll be texting AD, Drew, to see how long he will uh, uh, return my text as well. We'll see what this looks like. We'll see which one stops texting first. With that being said, uh, we're we going to save those two thoughts for last. We're going to get into everybody else. Let me go with you, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup uh, between these two iconic brands Big uh, boys of the block, if you would, except for when we seem to be able to play the MEAC in the celebration bowl. I guess Joshua Sims just sitting back waiting to see who he wants to see over there. Hey, right. man, don't do us, don't do us like that. Don't do us like that. <laughs> Mike, what are your thoughts? Well, I well, I will admit, I think Jackson State owns the series, what, the last three or four games? But previous to this, you were saying, oh, maybe FAMU has the edge, but – Jack, the way Jason Brown performed in that Swack Miak challenge, and the way he had that running back combo of JD Martin and Irv Mulligan, this this is not going to be a pushover game. This is going to be a heavyweight battle. It's going to come. It's going to come to to some either some mistake and or the end of the game. So you know, can can that defense of FAMU you know force Jackson State to be one dimensional? Or can the Jackson State defense for uh, force Jeremy Musa to be flustered or cause confusion? So I think that's at that's at the end. You can talk all you want to about who has talent, who has what, but who can enforce their style of play the most and get and turnovers? I think may or may may be key in this game. Charles, I'm gonna send you a bottle of White Lightning and White <laughs> Hennessy. Just in case you either win or lose, either way, you'll be drinking well and celebrate. <laughs> exactly. Good stuff, good stuff. Let me go to you, BJ Jones. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? I know Mike was over there said not so fast. They played in the championship game two years ago. Eric Dooley was the coach. Yep. Uh, you said not so fast in terms of this first game. Southern still played in the championship last year. They want to get to Atlanta under Coach Dooley. What are your thoughts, though, on this matchup, Jackson State and FAMU? Hey, Doc, I ain't doing it this year. The last two years, <laughs> I came back with all the analysis and the stats and what have you. Not doing it this year. I'm just going to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. And I've been saying it all summer. I didn't care what happened in the MEAC Swipe Challenge. I ain't picking FAMU to beat Jackson State. <laughs> Look, I've seen bad, yep. and I mean bad, Jackson State teams beat FAMU. We can go back to 2018 when FAMU was this close. 
to the Celebration Bowl, but yet and still, they found a way to lose uh, to Jackson State. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing Jackson State. I don't know by how many. I don't know if it's going to be big. I don't yep. know if it's going to be close, but I'm going Jackson State. Not so fast. <laughs> Again, not so fast. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. Jonathan nope. Senior, you go get you go get in this mix as a MEAC representative out here as we get in all this swag love and swag fun. Uh, Listen, weekend, what do you say is gonna happen today? Listen, I, I'm sitting on the couch like Russell Simmons. I got my feet folded. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't you know what I mean? I just want to see some good. I want to see a good game. I want to see a good game today. Listen, you know what I'm actually most happy about, Doc. Yes, sir. Then for the first time, my SWAT family can hear what it sounds like to other people outside of SWAT when it comes to this conversation about is it better to play or have time off? Who's going to be more fresh? Who's going to be more prepared? <laughs> for the first time, I get to sit back and watch how they going to feel about it. Fam ain't played a game. They've been chilling. They ain't had to do nothing. Jackson State played last week, definitely dominated, had a chance to do what they needed to do, and now I get a chance to sit back and just watch some college football and just enjoy who I might have a chance to see in the A-Town, possibly again, and maybe for the first time in a long time to see that fans rally. So like I said, I'm like, I'm like Russell Simmons. I got my feet folded. I'm going to watch the game like this. I wish I could bring the camera down so y'all can see. I got my toes out. I ain't got no socks on. I'm just sitting back. I'm going to watch some good college football today. I promise you that. I'm not even going to pick this game. I'm not even going to pick, Doc. I want to. My mind, my mind tells me that Jackson State wins this game again. Okay. Like my brother BJ said, I don't know by how much. I don't know how ugly it could get. I don't know what could happen. But my heart, my football heart, in the bottom corner of the chamber of my football heart says, Florida and m please, for the love of all of HBCU football, please, please. But my mind says, this is 11-on-11 football, and if history is a, is, is a story of what could happen, I don't, I don't see that. I don't know, man. But please, please, y'all. My mind is calling me. <laughs> but the bottom cut of my heart is telling me yes. So I don't know. Man. I don't know. Hey, Drew, I don't know how you're going to top that. But what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? I hate to do that to you because these boys right here, they went in. Yeah. You know how we watch those investment commercials? Past performances are not indicative of future results. <laughs> I like that. That's a that, good display. That, that, that's what, if, you, if you're a fan of the orange and green, that's what you are hoping for. That these past four performances that we've had against Jackson State are not a prediction of what's going to come today. We are hoping that the fact that we have not scored a touchdown the last two times we have played them in Miami Gardens, Florida, is not going to be the result that you are going to see today. All right. Here's the thing. Jackson State. I said this on last week's sports wrap. If you took Brown 
and put him in jersey number two, you couldn't tell the difference between last year's Jackson State team and this year's Jackson State team. It's the same thing on the, on the defensive side of the ball. What I saw last week scared the crap out of me as a FAMU Rattler because there was no difference. There was no drop-off from last year. You do not expect when you got 60 new players on a team that they are going to click in game one the way that they clicked in game one. The, the, the speed that I saw on that field in Center Park Stadium last week was scary as a, as, as a, as a former coach. But we have the advantage because we did see that last week in Tallahassee. What has not happened is Jackson State has not seen what kind of speed that Fab you has. We know what the quarterback is. We don't know who we, X, X is not out there for him to throw the ball to. So we don't know who the targets are going to be for Fab you. The running back rule has been replenished and is healthy this year. This is at every other year that Willie Simmons runs the ball good. It's going to start in Miami Garden, Florida today. Obviously, don't ask me to pick because you know who the hell I'm going to pick. I had the jersey on to start the game. I just didn't get the memo to know whether to wear the T-shirt first or whether to wear the jersey first. I should have worn a Tuskegee shirt, shirt first at the start of the show and wore the FAMU uh, shirt at the end of the show. But, yeah, my heart is going in Miami Gardens, Florida, and then as soon as that game get, gets off, I am going to switch over and watch the game from Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, I'm going to either be a very happy brother because both my schools win, or I'm going to be a PO'd brother because both hey, my schools have lost today. I'm sending Back. you some of that white lightning and some of that white Hennessy. <laughs> hey, nope. And hey, it'll it'll make your day go right because because hey, you should have left that Tuskegee one in the closet. That's family. You know, I'm so confident in it today. I ain't even put a jersey on, so I, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Charles don't even talk to him. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. And I woke up this morning. I had to. I had to keep folks off the ledge, and they hadn't even played the game. It was a fan, you fan base. I was like, "Hey, wait, stop!" So, uh, I mean, man, that's the way. I, I mean, the way I see it, I mean, I, I think uh, there's a psychological edge. I think Jack State has not lost to FAMU in quite some time, going back to the Billy Joe era, probably uh, 2003, yeah. Circle City Classic, uh, since they've lost. So they don't have that all. Of whatever fam you brings to the table, the, you know, new offensive tackle transfers here, there, everywhere. The team speed, you know, they they put everything out there for display last week in terms of the physicality and the team speed. Uh, the question for me today is, uh, you do step up in weight class because Jeremy Musa can can get the ball vertical. So the question becomes, can you get to Jeremy Musa? And I think you know, Jackson State defensive line. To me, they checked off a lot of boxes last week in terms of being able to apply pressure. So that's the game right there. You know, can Jackson State get to Jeremy Musa and make him uncomfortable the way they did last year? But I, I think it'll be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, honestly, I'm playing with house money today. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Shador Sanders, 6'2", 215-pound junior quarterback transfer from Jack State University, Dallas, Texas, in his post-game 
He sat up there and said, hey, I'm just an HBCU quarterback coming from an HBCU conference. He said, it wasn't a swag school that allowed me to put uh, 500 yards up on them. I got a truck of that, and I want to shout out to Sanders <laughs> for giving the business to these folks for 510 yards, four touchdowns, a 90.6 quarterback ranking, and y'all thought he was in the Heisman Trophy race, and y'all question about that. I think he might officially adopt it and gave him reasons to at least look that way. And uh, Trev over there that told him uh, Colorado would be nice if they meet your bowl game. Uh, oh, man, it's going to get crazy. And then uh, on HBCU Weekly, HBCU Nightly, shut the door. Shut the door. Because the <laughs> trolls are coming in. They're going to be talking about <laughs> Go proud. Y'all better shut the door because they go, you ain't you ain't gonna better get any HBCU talking in <laughs> That being said, let's call it a show today. I appreciate the extra time, bonus time. Thank you for listening inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadakaville, the dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and our special guest, as you know, on Sundays, AD Drew, with two of the members of the X's and Old crew. That is B.J. Jones, curator of the HBCU Weekly, and Joshua Sims, senior curator of HBCU Nightly. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 o'clock p.m. Central, Sunday at 9 a.m. as we get you up, get you ready for church. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Tune on, ESPN. Make sure you get it ready, get it out there. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you check out A.D. Drew as he brings his SIAC show on Wednesday. You got ONG Strike Zone as they will be getting it in. On Saturdays, you got B.J. Jones. Uh, as we continue, X's and O's are coming up. Make sure you check them out. These two gentlemen, uh, they're going to give you information along with Erica like you've never seen before. Again, check out uh, HBCU Weekly on Tuesday with B.J. Jones. Joshua Sims Sr., curator of HBCU Nightly on Wednesday. We got you covered with your HBCU news on Saturday. You can wake up before uh, Carlos Brown and you can get up and get the news for uh getting your insights uh, with Roy and the crew on HBCU as we continue to give you all the latest and greatest. With that being said, I'm going to get ready to check out these great games today with my cigar sit back on poolside and let y'all know. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles. Horse. Mike. Lecture. BJ Jones, Joshua Sims, A.D. Drew. This is Miss. 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 Travel life. I holla. <laughs>